Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hey everyone, and thank you for joining us online here at Rethink Life Church. And if I haven't had the honor of meeting you, my name is Robert, and I'm the Life Kids Director here. And I just want to take a moment and just thank Pastor Rodney and Michelle. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come and share my heart this morning as we get to learn and hopefully hear a great word from God. And so I'm here with some of our team, and we just want to celebrate you guys joining us. So team, can we make some noise for those joining us online? Thank you guys again so much for joining us. As we get started, just let's go into a quick word of prayer with me as we get ready to hear from the Word of God. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we're just so thankful for you. I pray that you will just use your Word to impact us, just impress your Word upon our hearts. Help us to leave just this time that we're spending focused on you just a little bit different than when we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I don't know about you guys, but it's officially after Thanksgiving. And for me and my family, we are in the full holiday season. And I don't know what it was this year, but Christmas started November 1st, at least for my wife anyway. The Christmas music came on on the radio. She was watching Christmas movies. And then all of a sudden, it was just one thing after another. It was, can you get out the Christmas decorations? I was like, what about Thanksgiving? And Thanksgiving, it came. And we actually, we've been married just, just under three years And so we have two Thanksgivings, and if you're married or in a a serious relationship, you know all about the Thanksgiving shuffle. And going into Christmas, we we have really big families. So we have almost five different family Christmas parties. That's not even including the ones with our friends or just that we're going to have to go have some fun. And so it's a really, really busy season. And what I've noticed, and I know a lot of you guys probably spent a lot of time preparing for Thanksgiving, whether you're making the food, whether you're taking the turkey out, whether you were just getting ready to see family members that you may not want to see, whatever it may have been, you had to spend time preparing for Thanksgiving. And right now we're getting ready to prepare for Christmas and it is a hard season to go into sometimes. And so I have noticed though that at every single Christmas party, you can always tell who's prepared, who's ready, who is getting ready for that Christmas party weeks in advance, or maybe they were cleaning up right before you got to their house. Because preparation truly does make a huge difference, whether it's at a party or whether it's in your life, being prepared can change everything. And so that's really what God has put upon my heart today to share with you guys, the importance of being prepared. And I want to encourage you today that as we read this, I want you to see and look inside yourself and say, how can I apply this to my life so I can leave this message a little bit differently than when I got in? And so as we begin to do that, I want you guys to understand that in 2 Corinthians, it says that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And that is so important because as we begin to prepare for the Christmas season, the birth of Jesus, and the new year, I want you to know you are created in a new creation if you have that personal relationship with Jesus. And God promises us something, and it is extremely powerful. In Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. And the reason that's so important is because that's a promise of God. He knows his plans for us. So he is telling us he has plans to prosper us. So as we begin to prayer, I want to to encourage you to prepare not only because it helps get you ready, but because you want to receive God's plan for your life. Because we have a choice. 
By being prepared, we can walk into God's plan for our life, or we can choose to be unprepared and live through our own lives and see where that may lead us. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, I definitely want to see God's plan come into my life, Absolutely. my family's life, my ki- my future kids' life. I don't have any yet. Thank you, Lord. But... <laughs> I want to see God's plan come to pass. Amen. And it starts right now. It starts with preparation. And here at Rethink Life Church, we see that this is so important. We've actually prepared things for you to help you get prepared. So I want to encourage them, encourage you, use them to become more prepared as we enter this season. We have something called Starting Point, And we do that every Sunday night. At 5.30, we get together and we learn about our church, but we also help you begin to take your next steps spiritually so that you can begin to get prepared for God's plan for your life. We do something called life groups, and life groups is a place for you to prepare to get just more accountability, more relationships, people to do life with, someone that you can enjoy talking to, learning from, and growing with because good friends help you stay prepared. And this season, we also have something brand new for you guys that we are super excited about. And we are putting out a holiday advent calendar leading up to Christmas. Mm. So I wanna encourage you, get ready for Christmas by starting a new spiritual habit and getting diving in to your word every day for 25 days leading up to Christmas, starting December 1st. And the best way for you to make sure you get that is just by going to our website, looking for Christmas Advent Devotional, clicking on it and making sure you get subscribed. But let's start getting prepared now for what God has to do for us in our future and come the new year. And so as we do that, we get to stack hands and we get to go further faster and we get to do great things together. And I am so thankful for people in my life that help me go further faster. And one of those people is my wife. So that's right. And so husbands out there, you better be shouting it down if your wife's anywhere near you, because I don't know about you, but my wife helps me go further faster in more ways than one. I am the type of person that I can get really focused on what I'm doing next and forget to finish what I'm doing now. And so every time I leave a house or maybe I'm going to run an errand, I tend to leave something behind. I might have to say bye to you three times if I'm leaving your party because I left my wallet, I left my phone, and I left my keys somewhere in your house that I need to find it so that I can be prepared for whatever I have to do next. So my wife actually got me something. It's a little tracker that helps me be prepared by just click the button on my phone or on my keys and it rings the other item so she doesn't have to deal with me going to her saying, hey babe, where are my keys anymore? And it helps me stay prepared and that's so important for us to begin to stay prepared. And the story that I wanted to tap into today as we learn the importance of being prepared is the story of Joseph because we have some things that we need to find in order for us to be prepared. And we see through the story of Joseph in Genesis chapter 37, how he has found those things and how he uses those things Mm -hmm. to change the trajectory of his life. And even though things come against him, He stays focused on God's plan. And like I said, that's what I want for me. And that's what we want to see happen in your life as you go into the new year. And so we're going to pick up the story in Genesis 37. And I'm going to begin to summarize it because this is a very large story. And I'm going to hit on some key verses. But in Genesis 37, we learn all about Joseph. And Joseph is a dreamer. He has um, big dreams. And he has um, really big dreams. And he interprets those dreams for himself. And he is the youngest of three brothers, and I have two older sisters. And if I know one thing, older siblings do not like it when the younger sibling gets anything. 
And that's how Joseph's brothers were. They did not like Joseph because Joseph was the favorite of his dad. And so he already had some cards stacked against him with his brothers because his dad favorited him. But then he began to overshare some of those dreams. And he basically told his older brothers, one day, I'm going to lead you. You are going to bow down to me. And just like my older siblings would, they got mad. They did not like that one bit. And so one day, Joseph's dad actually sends Joseph out into the field to check on his older brothers. And they see him off in the distance and they go extreme. When I say extreme, I mean extreme. So what they did is they actually plan to murder Joseph. And these are his brothers. And that's crazy. Luckily, one of his brothers stands up and says, how about maybe we don't kill him? Maybe we just, you know, throw him in this well over here and we, whatever happens, happens. Well, while he's in the well, they see traders come by and they decide, you know what? Why not get anything for him? We might as well make a couple, little, a couple bucks off of Joseph if we're going to kill him or kill him off. They sell him into slavery, Joseph's older brothers. And that right there is where I want to just pause for a moment and realize what Joseph had to do. Joseph gets sold into slavery by his brothers. If anybody had a reason to be upset, to have excuses, to be grumpy, to gripe, to have a pity party, to say, I'm never gonna amount to nothing, not even my brothers love me enough to keep me around, or that negative self-talk, it was Joseph. Mm. He literally got sold into his situation. And he got sold to a man named Potiphar. And we picked this up. And basically what happens is Joseph overlooks the guilt and the pain of everything going around him and he decides to forgive his brothers. Mm -hmm. And that is the first thing that if we're gonna be prepared, we need to find. We need to find forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that is a challenge because it is never easy to just find forgiveness. And if you just tell yourself, oh, I forgive them, oh, it's okay, you're probably not genuinely forgiving anybody because forgiveness is a process and you need to do a couple of things to genuinely find forgiveness. You need to root out the issue. So if you need to find forgiveness this season, write that down. You need to root out the real issue. Who were you upset at? Why are you upset? You need to accept responsibility for the situation. The past has happened. Now it is your responsibility to move forward. And that's the third thing. You need to move forward. Once you accept that responsibility, you can begin to make the changes to move forward. And that's why it's so important for us to find forgiveness. We need to forgive others. And sometimes one of the hardest things to do is forgive ourselves. Mm. We have all made mistakes. We all have regrets. Maybe we even have hurts that we have let keep us from achieving what God wants us to do. You need to give those to God confess those things to God and find forgiveness, not only for others, but for yourself. And so when you do that, forgiveness, it's a cleansing process. It cleans out your pipes so God's blessings can begin to flow. And that's what we need to focus on. We need to find that forgiveness. When Jesus teaches us to pray in Matthew chapter six, verse 12, he tells us, and or he tells us to pray like this, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And we pick it up in 14 and 15. It goes on to say, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. 
Forgiveness is a cleansing process. It starts with you forgiving others so that God can forgive you so that way you can stay on God's plan and purpose for your life. That way you can begin to achieve what God has for you. The first step to preparing is finding forgiveness so that we can be purified and clean as we begin to look at what God has for us. In Genesis chapter 39, we pick up the story and we see how Joseph wasn't grumpy. He wasn't pitiful. He didn't wallow in being sold into slavery by his own brothers. But instead, what he did was he found forgiveness. He forgave his brothers. And we know that because God wouldn't be with somebody who didn't forgive. That's what we just learned in Matthew. And that's what we see here. The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. So as he was working as a slave, he had forgiveness with those who sold him into slavery so he can accomplish great things with his new Egyptian master. So Joseph was sold to Potiphar and Potiphar ended up putting Joseph over his entire house because Joseph was prepared. Joseph didn't hold things against the people that sold him into slavery. He just took responsibility for the situation, and he moved forward trying to achieve what God's plan was for his life. And then what I love about the story of Joseph is it genuinely connects with us as humans because it wasn't all pretty. Joseph had a huge plot twist come into his life at this point. If life was that easy, if we forgave people and we got blessed with the best blessings possible, we would all probably be a lot happier. But the world we live in is broken. So we have to overcome trials. We have to overcome struggles. We have to overcome difficult situations. And in order to do that, we have to stay prepared. So Joseph, he comes against a really difficult situation. As he was leading in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife got a little lustful. She started to look at Joseph and get a little too happy, if you know what I'm saying. And in Genesis 39, it says Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she asked. She demanded, but Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire house. So Joseph continued to do the right thing. He continued to stay focused on God, but Potiphar's wife began to pursue him relentlessly. And when the opportunity came, because he was denying her what she wanted, being broken and not with the Lord, she finds an opportunity to steal his coat. She steals it, and then she uses that coat as evidence to claim false rape on Joseph. So Joseph gets wrongfully accused of raping his master's wife, and he has to begin to stay focused and and keep forgiving as his master puts him in jail. And so that's going to bring us really to our second point. We need to find new habits. You see, Joseph, you know, he had to deal with something a lot like we had to. It was a big change in his life. And coronavirus, COVID, has brought a really big change to our lives. We had to change how we were going to school. We had to change how we were working from home. We had to keep, we had to change all the different things. We had to come up with new habits. And in order to stay prepared and stay on God's plan for our life, We need to find what new habits do we need to have so that we can stay on God's plan for our life. And that's what I love about that Advent devotional. Is it starting a new spiritual habit that we all need to stay on God's plan for our life? So get registered for that because you're not gonna wanna miss the 25-day Advent devotional because guess what? It takes 21 days to form a habit. 
So if you stay plugged in and you keep checking your inbox, you'll get those Advent devotionals right there and you can start a new spiritual habit. Because we still have to stay prepared for chasing God's plan for our life, not ours, when trials come. Because if we give in, if we roll over, we don't have a chance to see what God's plan is. So Joseph had to form new habits. And that's what he did. And we know that because even though he was in jail and it's not the master's house, he formed new habits. And he began to relentlessly pursue God's plan for his life. He forgave the old situation, took responsibility for the situation, moved forward, and now he has new habits. And We know that God's plan for us is to prosper us and not to harm us. And by knowing that, that's how we can begin to look through the trials so we can chase after these new habits. And so in verse 23, it says, The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. So by forming new habits, Joseph was able to succeed after being thrown in jail for no reason of his own. Now, while we stay focused on those new habits, God is going to begin to move. He's beginning to begin to work in us, change us, and allow us to see things we never would have saw before. While you're forming those new habits, I want to encourage you, look for your spiritual gifts, look for areas in your life that you can grow, and start to form habits that help you get to those goals that you want to have, the goals that line up with God's gifts for your life, so that you can begin to see progress in God's plan, not your own. How it played out for Joseph was Joseph was in jail and Pharaoh, the king, his servants end up locked up. They're in jail with him. And Joseph uses his spiritual gifts and takes advantage of the small opportunity to when the the cupbearer and the chief baker, Pharaoh's servants, have bad dreams, weird dreams, they don't understand them. He uses his dreaming gift to interpret those dreams. Mm -hmm. So he takes those dreams, interprets them for them, and all he asks in return is, hey, when you get there, when you get back to Pharaoh, please don't forget me. And guess what? The broken world we live in, Joseph ends up forgotten. And this is where we really get to that third point. And this one, it really brings them all together. By doing this, you're gonna be able to accomplish all of them. It requires finding focus. That's that third point. Write it down. Find focus. We need to find focus on the things in our lives that will help us achieve God's plan, but not our own. Because Joseph, he ended up in jail for two more years. So Joseph had to find focus and continue to do the things that God has called him to do. He had to continue to forgive those who have wronged him. He had to continue to work the habits. He had to keep pushing. He had to keep praying. He had to keep working so he can get to where God has called him to be. You see, when we continue to keep forgiving, we keep those pipes cleared so God's blessings can still flow. Right? right? Joseph wouldn't have been able to take an oppor- advantage of the opportunity with the Pharaoh's servants if he wasn't continuing to forgive, if he wasn't working the habits. But now he's still in a season where he has to keep focusing on himself. And I want to encourage you, take time. This season is so busy. If we don't take time to focus and find focus, it is really hard for us to grow. So between now and the end of the year, I want to encourage you, focus on what you can do to grow and achieve God's plan. Take time to reflect. Set a day in your calendar and let everything else pause and focus on what you've learned this year. 
focus on what new habits do you need to start? Take time to focus on what time do you have? How can you use your time to achieve God's plan? Focus on what gifts do you have? Because those gifts and that time is going to help lead you to God's purpose. And so focus on what gifts has God blessed you with? Because all of us have different gifts. And that's why you know your gifts are going to lead you to your purpose. So find what gifts you have. Focus on what gifts you have. Grow and work those gifts. Just like Joseph had to continue to grow and work his spiritual gifts for the two years. Because that focus is what's going to allow us when God wants to open a door of opportunity, that's what's going to allow us to walk through that door. And so remember, this is two, I'm going to pick up the story two years later. And what happened is Pharaoh had two bad dreams, two nights in a row, and he is concerned. And so in Genesis 41, verse 8, it says, The next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams. So he called for all the magicians, all the wise men of Egypt. And when Pharaoh told them his dreams, not one of them could tell him what they meant. But because of Joseph staying focused, staying following his habits, finding his focus, finding his habits, finding forgiveness, and his preparation, the cupbearer, who he interpreted the dream for Pharaoh two years earlier, finally remembers Joseph. And he tells the Pharaoh of this young man who used his spiritual gifts to interpret his dreams while he was in jail. So Pharaoh says, bring him on in. Call in the big leagues. Joseph gets called to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. And in Genesis chapter 41, verse 37, it says, Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man, so filled with the Spirit of God? So Joseph had interpreted the Pharaoh's dreams. And what he had told the Pharaoh was going to be able to save the Pharaoh's entire city, country. I don't know exactly what we would call that kingdom. And he was able to save that. So Pharaoh turned to him and continued to say, can we find this anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of my dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you. You will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I sitting on my throne will have a rank higher than yours. Rethink Life Church, when we get prepared, for God, and when we look for opportunities to serve in God's plan, not our own plan, when God wants to open a door, no other man can shut it. Pharaoh called in every wise man, every magician, every psychiatrist. No one can find out what his dream meant except for the one who God had purposed for it, and that was Joseph. So stay prepared, stay focused, Continue to find forgiveness. Continue to work the new and the right habits that God has for you. Because when we do that, we can receive and walk through the doors of opportunity that only God can open. And like I said earlier, that's what I want for my life. And that's what I want to see happen in your life. That's what we as Rethink Life Church want to see happen in your life. We want to see you walking in God's purpose, growing in a relationship with him so you can achieve and open the doors that only he can open. When you are taking time to focus, like I said, remember, let's stay focused on self-reflection. Let's grow. 
Let's look to the future. Let's focus on our future and see what God might have for us. Because in this new year, God has big things. At Rethink Life Church, we always say the best is yet to come. And recently, we've adopted a new slogan, and it's let's do great things together. So church, let's do great things together. Let's continue to grow. Let's continue to focus. Let's continue to find the things that we need to stay prepared so we can live in God's plan, but not our own. And what's crazy about this story is Joseph ended up second in charge. And, you know, we're not all going to be vice presidents. We're not all going to end up CEOs of our company or, you know, making ginormous amounts of money, winning the lottery. But Joseph ended, second, ended up second in command only to Pharaoh. And that is a beautiful image of what God wants to see happen in your life and mine. You see, God, his plan is for us to prosper and not to be harmed, regardless of what the world does to harm us. So if we stay focused, if we stay prepared, we can live a life in his plan. And God's plan, it requires being uncomfortable, right? Pastor Ronnie said that a couple weeks ago, we gotta get comfortable being uncomfortable. But God's plan is so great that even he had to get prepared. You see, God came to this earth years ago in the form of Jesus, and he spent 30 years preparing for ministry. It doesn't happen overnight. He then spent 30, so he spent a total of 33 years preparing for his purpose, which was to die on the cross so that he can be risen back to life. Three days later, he conquered the grave so that you and me, we can have eternal life in Jesus. His plan and his purpose even required Jesus to experience pain. It's going to come and it's going to happen. But it all starts to get onto God's plan, to start to follow God's purpose. It all starts with becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus, like 2 Corinthians says. So I want to encourage you, wherever you are, all over the United States, all over the world, wherever you're watching this, if it's safe, please bow your heads and close your eyes and pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father God, I admit that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe that you died and rose again to save me from my sin. And I choose to live a life that's following you, living in your purpose for the rest of my days. Lord, we thank you for the hearts you've impacted today, for those that you've helped to take this next step of being prepared. And we pray that all of those who need to take this next step will have the courage and the boldness to walk in your plan and your purpose for their life. It's not going to be easy, but Lord, we know it's worth it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you. We would love to celebrate with you. Actually, team, can we celebrate with all those that just prayed that prayer? It is so easy to get overwhelmed by this world. But if you prayed that prayer, you are a new creation in Christ. And you took the first step to getting on God's plan for your life. We want to come alongside you and help you prepare for what's to come. So please text Rethink Life to that number on the screen or scan the QR code and follow that I Decided button so we can get connected with you to get you a booklet that's going to help you take your first steps spiritually as you begin to grow on this journey. Now, if you have any questions or want to learn more about what we have to offer here that can help get you prepared, visit RethinkLife.com. 
Church, it's been an honor sharing with you. I can't wait to see you next Sunday. It's going to be an amazing Sunday. You're not going to want to miss it as we kick off December right with Songs of Christmas here at Rethink Life Church. Thank you, and I'll see you next Sunday. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.